It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Inbound comes to Lyles. Double stagger for Hood. They switch it. Hood comes to get it. Left corner three. Got it! Rodney Hood! Oh my goodness, what a shot. 1.4 seconds to play. We're tied! Holy! Wow! You are locked on Jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's Locked On Jazz for the 14th of October. Pack. Excessive amount of pack predictions. Some interesting findings. We'll look around the whole league, see where the Jazz stand, and more. Coming up on this Friday, plus... We'll take a look at expansion and what Adam Silver says. One player that may be a lot hotter this year than we realize. And all that, plus an in arena interview with Tim Kempton. It's today on Locked on Jazz. How are you? Good morning. Thanks very much for, or good afternoon, or good evening, or whenever it is you grab this. Thanks very much uh, for tuning into Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I thank you uh, very much for that. The Locked On Podcast Network is the fastest growing audio sports network in the world right now. It's incredible. So thank you all for your support. There's some good stuff. Uh, if you're an NBA junkie, Locked On NBA has some really uh, fun interview uh, preview section of the Eastern Conference done by each of the Locked On Network hosts. Uh, Locked On Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd has Kevin Pelton on, and we all know we love Kevin Pelton anytime we can get him uh, to talk. And then if you're an NFL fan, the Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Packers today have gotten together for a crossover edition, which is super good. Uh, and if you're a Bronco or Charger fan, the Chargers have theirs up already about last night's win. Uh, so lots of really good shows uh, available for you across the network, depending on who your favorite team uh, is. Today's show is brought to you by My Simply Smarter. My Simply Smarter, brain building for your children, well, or for yourself, but really fascinating online program, three days a week. Only you know ten to twenty minutes, and yet increases processing and really does wonderful things for your kids, your student athletes, and with the promo code locked, you get twenty percent off for life. And the Utah Snowmobile Show is coming to town. That's coming to town on October twenty first and twenty second. You get to see the custom built model sleds, tricked out, crazy good stuff. Plus uh, all the new snowmobiles, latest releases that are out there, whether it's an Arctic Cat or a Skidoo, and then good seminars and all that. That's all going on. Uh, 21st and 22nd of October. I think I laid out the show for you pretty well today. We're going to dig into pack. Uh, I've got my guy who's just done incredible work for me. Uh, you've heard his name before, hopefully, on this program. Uh, Garrett Jensen, he just he digs in. He's done amazing stuff. And uh, I'm going to share a bunch of the notes that he has as we continue to use pack and see it evolve. And there's still flaws in everything we're doing. 
Uh, but really what your experience is, is kind of being with us on ground floor uh, as we take the number that I've created and then his math expertise to be able to try to put together something uh, that tells you who and what and what might win and things of that nature. And there's some really interesting findings about what a championship team is. It kind of reconfirms what we already know. Uh, but we'll dig into that here in just one second. Let's go to our pins across the world. You can always email them to me at dlock at 9 at gmail.com. I'd love to have them. We're going back to December 4th. And here's David North. I've been a Jazz fan for 30 years. My story is very similar to many of those you've read on tip-off before. But right now I enjoy watching my three boys develop their own passion for the Jazz, and that's true exciting to me because of who the Jazz have been since the very beginning. My boys are 10, 6, and 3. I don't know if you want their names on or not. Get connected with these guys in ways I was never able to. They get to attend junior Jazz appearances with players. Uh, They've been able to participate in a junior NBA event at ZZBC with Rodney and Trevor Booker. And then yesterday they got treated to a jazz game from Derek Favors simply because I posted a picture of doing a good deed for a neighbor. I love Derek. He's just the best with his whole good deeds program. He was running on Favors Fridays. As a father, I try to teach my kids about being kind to others and giving back when they can, but sometimes it just doesn't sink in. But then I hear about Friday Favors, and I tell my boys about it without telling them uh, – to win anything, and suddenly they're excited about looking for opportunities to serve others. We are lucky to have the Millers. We are lucky to have these players, and we're lucky to have the radio. Thank you very much. We're lucky to have the Millers and the players. Uh, I can't thank the Jazz organization enough, says David, for the good they've brought into my life and excited uh, for the good they'll bring into the lives going forward. That is David North from, or Dave North from West Jordan, Utah. Uh, awesome to hear that story. Love those stories. That's what it's all about. And, uh, you know, there are still uh, ticket packages and season tickets or 11-game packages, whatever it works for you. We'd love to have you be a part of the Jazz family and, and have the experience that Dave uh, has had along the way. All right, let's get to some great pack stuff. This is geeky. Um, this is exclusive to Locked on Jazz and Locked on NBA. So you just kind of got to stick with it. So Garrett Jensen has just done amazing work uh, for us. And we... He, he really runs the numbers and has put out a bunch of models we'll get to. Um, and we've been working on a bunch of stuff for like the last six months. And one of the concepts is, okay, so I feel really comfortable about PAC, about showing players value. And if you're new to the program, and you may be because of the fact that we uh, have so many new listeners, let me quickly back up. And for those you already know, I apologize, but our numbers are up, you know, 50% from four months ago. Uh, so, Pack is points above average created. And the idea of this is, is that I look at every offensive player in the NBA and to see what their value is based on the amount of scoring opportunities they use in a night and then how that compares to what the average player in the league does. So if you take a player's league score uh, players and take their scoring opportunities in the in the league. The average scoring opportunity is 1.04 points per game. So let's use that to figure out and how we're going to value uh, players in the league. And so if a player uses 10 points in a season, uh, or excuse me, 10 possessions, I'm sorting something right now, 10 possessions in a game, then they would come up with about 10.4 points per game. Well, if they use those 10 possessions and they, here's a player, let's just randomly find or leans Noel of Philadelphia. And in his 10.3 scoring opportunities, he actually gets 10.5 points. So his pack rating is 0.1. So he scores 0.1 points more than average. Average is really good and really important. Uh, Last year, Steph Curry was a 5.8 pack. 
which is just incredible. Kevin Durant is a 4.1 pack, which is why the Warriors may never lose. The next best is James Harden at 2.8, Kawhi Leonard at 2.6, J.J. Redick at 2.3, Kawhi Leonard at 2.1, LeBron at 2.0, and Hassan Whiteside at 2.0. There are only eight players in the entire league over two. This is not inconsistent. Uh, Last night, I got an email from Garrett that said that of the PAC database, which contains 19,512 player seasons he's built, there are only 1,278 that have a PAC rating over two. So if you look at this, that's 6% of player seasons ever have a PAC rating over two. And this is... This is really important because then you take the next step, which he did, and you take a look at who those players are. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did it 18 times. Reggie Miller, 16. Shaq, 16. Artis Gilmore, 15. Dirk, 14. Carl Malone, 14. Ray Allen, 14. Adrian Dantley, 13. Barkley, 13. Stockton, 13. That's why the Jazz always won. They had those two, two over pack. You know, Magic, 13. Steve Nash, 13. Wilk Chamberlain, 12. Dan Issel, 11. Jerry West, 11. Julius Irving, 11. Kobe, 11. LeBron, 11. Paul Pierce, 11. Chris Mullen, 10. David Robinson, 10. Michael Jordan, 10. Moses Malone, Oscar Robertson, Walter Bellamy. Those are the guys that have done it 10 or more times in their career. There are only 70 guys, including Steph Curry now, who've ever done it uh, more than six times in a season to have a pack over two. Chris Bosh is in that group. Jeff Hornacek is in that group. Surprisingly, Richard Lewis, who is in that group, but he was shooting threes long before people realized it. One of my childhood favorites, Sidney Moncrief, uh, is in that group. Corey Maggette, uh eight times, a little bit surprising uh, along the way. Bailey Howell someone we need to look up because he must have been awfully good. So some interesting... Uh, work in that regard so two is kind of if you're over two that's incredible uh and frankly there are only uh about 30 players that are even over one in the nba per game one point uh, above average uh does not happen uh, all that often so th- there's kind of how pack works so pack again points above average created if you're a Utah Jazz fan, a year ago, our best two offensive players were Rudy Gobert. I know we didn't think about it that way. And Gordon Hayward both were at .6. That's it, .6. Um, so nobody near two, nobody at that kind of level. Uh, the, one of the other things that I strongly believe is that you have to have a collection of players all above the league average to be able to be a championship contender, that you really have got to get your players above the league average. So with this said, the next step, that's our player model I feel very comfortable with. Now what Garrett's been working on is trying to use this these numbers to try to project teams out before the season starts. Uh, he looked at yesterday, um, he looked at the highest pack team in the history, and this is only looks at offense, was Miami in 2013 uh, with a 16.67. I think the Warriors will exceed that this year. The lowest pack team of all time was the 2010 Lakers who beat Boston. The average total for a championship, uh, or for an average total is 4.3, and the average championship team is 8.3. Okay, so the average championship teams pack when combined is 8.3. Here's what I think is really interesting. And this is what I've been talking about. The average number of players achieving a given pack 
based on an average team versus a championship team. So if you're above zero, you're just an average offensive player. Most teams, the average team has about seven and a half, and the championship team has nine. If you're above one, the average team has about two and a half. The Jazz had zero last year. And their championship team has 3.7. And your average team uh, <clears throat> has over two, has you know a little less than one, and the championship team usually has one and a half players that are above two on their championship. I mean, the Warriors have three in this upcoming year. Uh, Cleveland last year, I don't think they had the second guy. Uh, I think Cleveland was uh, LeBron and uh, his just carrying an incredible group. Uh, Tristan Thompson was the next at point nine. Okay, so there's there's that. Hopefully that gives you some piece of knowledge of, of something. Now let's go to the prediction models uh, that Garrett has built for this upcoming year. Um, he's really done. He built me three different models. We've kind of looked at them all. Uh, I think we've ca- we've sort of decided um, on which one we like the best. Uh, I'm not entirely sure we totally uh, agree on that. Um, so we we've I think we've I think we've agreed on uh, something we're calling the experience jumps model. And here's what the experience jump model has. Um, by the way, we talked about that largest pack rating of all time, right? And uh, the largest pack rating of all time was Miami. The Warriors are projected out to have a pack of 17.5 this upcoming year. The next closest in the game is the Spurs at six. The next closest is the Spurs at six, or the Clippers and Spurs at six. The Warriors pack, points above average created, is three times more than any other team in the NBA. Here's what gets really interesting. According to our models that we've run, there's some teams in here that are much better than I think people are expecting. So in the Western Conference, the offenses go as follows. Golden State by miles. Then the Clippers, the Spurs, Minnesota clicks in at fourth. And Utah fifth. Houston sixth. I think Houston's going to be very good offensively. Oklahoma City uh, Let's see. Oklahoma City seventh. Sacramento eight. Portland does not come out particularly well with the addition of Evan Turner at nine. Dallas at ten. Phoenix at eleven. Memphis at twelve. Lakers at 13, and Denver at 14 with New Orleans at 15 just offensively in the uh, Western Conference. On the east side, Cleveland is one, and Atlanta is two. Milwaukee is surprisingly three. I believe this includes Chris Middleton, so you'd have to take that out. Miami, despite all of their injuries, is four. I am assuming this does not include Bosch, but I don't actually have the numbers in front of me. Uh, Charlotte, five. Boston, six. Philadelphia, surprisingly, seven. Indiana, eight. Toronto, nine. Chicago, ten. Washington, 11. Brooklyn, 12. Orlando, 13. Detroit, 14. And the Knicks, 15th offensively. Far and away, the worst team in the NBA. Only two teams come out with a negative pack this year. Detroit and New York according to the models Garrett's using. Garrett's pack sometimes has a little variation uh, just to be able to get the mass uh, numbers that he has on mine. His, I think, has a tendency to be a tad higher 
uh, on some of the ratings, but it's it's very close. It just has to do with how you count possessions. Uh, so that's where the offenses stand on the pack. So the Jazz come out as the fifth best team in the league. Now, let's go the next step that Garrett has been working really hard on and we've been trying to figure out the best we can is how to integrate an a, a, a estimated defensive ranking for the team to then say, all right, well, if your pack is this, you're going to get this many wins. Then if your defense is this, you get this many. And here's how it plays out. The Golden State Warriors project to 71.5 wins. Incredible. Actually, point six. 71.6. San Antonio comes in at 58, and no one else is in the 50s. This is just projection systems. And by the way, they always have a tendency to work toward the mean a little bit, um, and so your numbers aren't going to be as high. The Clippers come in at 3 at 48, and the Jazz come in at 4 at 46. Oklahoma City at 5. Jazz head to Oklahoma City. Can we go anywhere else for a playoffs? Oh, wait, I'm not allowed to complain about where I go for a playoff series. We haven't been to playoffs. Oklahoma City at 5. Houston at 6. Surprisingly to me, Dallas, uh, largely because of a pretty good defensive rating, at 7. And Minnesota at 8, still with a bad defensive rating. So I think Minnesota really skyrockets. The surprises here, Sacramento sits at 9 and Portland at 10. Memphis at 11 does not surprise me. Phoenix at 12, New Orleans at 13. And Denver, who's everybody's darling, comes in last in, or uh, second to last to the Lakers in the West, at thir- but still at 31 wins. The, this model does not have a lot of teams uh, being terrible. So again, the Western Conference to Jazz on our models come out fourth. Overall, with Oklahoma City at 5, Houston at 6, Dallas at 7, Minnesota at 8. I actually can't quibble that. The Obviously, the surprise there, Dallas in instead of Portland, uh, more than anything else. Before we get to the Eastern Conference, let me tell you uh, a little bit about the upcoming Utah Snowmobile Show. Uh, if you're an outdoors power sports enthusiast, uh, particularly a winter enthusiast, it, the time's now. It's, like it's right around the corner. So in, in South Jordan, on the 21st and 22nd of October is the Utah Snowmobile Show. Uh, it kicks off the snowmobile season. You fire it up. You get rolling. Uh, and, you know, they've got aftermarket products. So coats, pants, gloves, helmets. If you're in the market for anything, that type of stuff, you've got to just make – wait, wait until the 21st and 22nd. And then also the fun parts, the kind, the tricked-out custom machines that you can get out, hang out with people that fire you up for it, get in those conversations with the experts. No, remember that ride you had last year you want to share about, that powder run, all those great things. Some of Utah's top uh, sports tops athletes will be there. Uh, there'll be good posters, so the kids will like that if you come on out uh, and see all of it. Plus, uh, they, they've got the tricked-out sleds. The new models from Arctic Cat, Polaris, Ski-Doo. You can see them, touch them, sit on them, and then all sorts of great seminars. It's taking place in South Jordan at 2100 West, 1100, uh, 114th South, really. Okay, uh, 2100 West, 114th South. It's at the Salt Lake County Event Center, the Equestrian Park. You know, Hopefully you know where that is. Uh, Friday, 3 to 9, next Friday. Saturday, uh, 10 to 6. So that's next weekend. Uh, if you need inform- more information, go to Snow West, but without the... So it's N. It's S-N-O West. S-N-O West. Um, check it out. It's the Utah Snowmobile Show. Okay, here is uh, part two, the Eastern Conference. Uh, we actually, of all weird things, have Atlanta, and it, it keeps happening, Atlanta uh, with the best record in the league. Followed by Cleveland, followed by Toronto. Then one that I don't, doesn't make any sense to me, Indiana. 
Boston at five, Washington at six, Charlotte at seven. Stunning to me, Miami at seven. I, I've got to think Bosch is still in this model. I'll have to check with Garrett at eight. I don't think that Miami can do it. But the team that I do still like, even with the Middleton injury a little bit, is Milwaukee. And they're coming in. And what's really the statement here is that our model thinks that Chicago, Orlando, and Detroit and the Knicks are not good at all. In fact, the Knicks come out as the lowest win total of any team in the league, which is just stunning. So, again, Atlanta is the surprise on our model, pushing up with their pack rating offensively. I talked about in the Locked On NBA preview that really uh, our model likes Atlanta an awful lot. Uh, and then Cleveland-Toronto. That's not a surprise, Other Cleveland-Toronto. Everyone has Boston top four. Indiana and Boston are separated by .4 wins. Indiana and Toronto are separated by .2. So we really see Toronto three, Indiana four, Boston five as a little conglomeration, which is surprising. I, I'm not expecting that out of Indiana. Uh, partially, I think that's giving Vogel's defense credit from a year ago, which I don't know if it'll be as good this year. Uh, we'll see. Charlotte comes in at six, and then this weird kind of Miami-Milwaukee at seven, eight. The other team, by the way, that comes in pretty well on our models is Philadelphia. Philadelphia comes in right with Chicago, right with Orlando, right with Detroit, and then Brooklyn and New York uh, finish out that listing, which uh, is a bit surprising. So that's our, our pack takeaway. Garrett Jensen's done amazing work on this, really worked crazy hard on it. Um, and I think found some interesting things. So to, if you've done through 20 minutes of this and you're like, what am I learning? Uh, I think the, the model findings here, uh, one are – that you know these special players that are in the twos really change the game uh, a tremendous amount. I I would say is the first thing that we and they're hard to come by. He, here's the 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 player by the way that I think has a chance to be a two plus on our roster is Rudy Gobert. I know that sounds crazy, but I don't know if I think Gordon can get there. And when you start to look at who possibly could, and you look around, guys that were close last year. Well, Hassan Whiteside last year used 11 scoring opportunities a night, but he shot 61%, and he shot 65% from the free throw line, and he averaged 14 points a game, and you know what his pack was? 2.0. That's why Miami's projected so high is because they have Hassan Whiteside. That, that's, if you look, Carl Ant- Ennis Cantor was a 1.7. Carl Anthony Towns was 1.5. Jonas Valanciunas. 10.5 scoring opportunities a night, shot 56% and 76% for the line. Can Rudy do that? He was a 1.4. Can he get that? If Valanchunas gets that 56 up to 60, he's a 2. And then Toronto is suddenly bound. Why does Atlanta look so good? Because Dwight Howard is a 1.4. He used 14 scoring opportunity. Uh, he used 11 scoring opportunities a night. He shot 62% from the field and 49% from three. Big guys, big guys that can attack the rim and be around the rim and shoot 60% are valuable. Al Horford was a .6, and Dwight Howard is a 1.4. Our system has the Hawks getting a great deal better. .8 points is a lot. There's only about 40 play, 35, 40 players in the league that are .8 or better. So just .8 by itself gives a huge edge to the Atlanta Hawks. It's why our model likes the Hawks. It's also why our model, frankly, likes uh, Jared Sullinger was a minus 1.4. So taking out Jared Sullinger and putting in Al Horford gives you a 
my, uh, two point plus. It's why we like Boston. It was not very good offensively last year. It's kind of interesting. Hopefully you found that uh, interesting stuff. We'll have a Tim Kempton interview coming up in just a second. But let me tell you about my Simply Smarter. Uh, it's a really neat program. You may have uh, they've been advertising with us and supporting us here uh, for a little while. You may have heard about them uh, now on the show. So let me tell you about them again. They're they're a company out of uh, Utah, Ogden, the National Association for Child Development. It's an international company. Uh, they've been in business since 1979. So they're 37 years of understanding how brains work, how to improve the brain uh, for every child and every individual. And the system is. Just an online program where our kids are so comfortable. You're not quite tricking them into learning, but you're letting them learn and get better at their processing and better at their skills 10 to 20 minutes a night. You know what? My daughter's a golfer. What are we going to do this afternoon? We're going to go to the range. We're going to practice getting better at the range. Practice using the brain the same way. Use the brain like a muscle. Make it get become better and have it process faster and process better. It works for kids with learning challenges. It works for the typical kid who you're just trying to have achieve their ultimate potential. And most interestingly, it works with student athletes because Simply Smarter delivers a personalized exercise. It helps them build a strong foundation for learning. And then Simply Smarter can help their ability to focus, to process, to retain, and to analyze information. It makes them better at learning. It makes them better at school. It makes them better in sports. It probably makes them better interacting uh, as well. That's a stretch I just made up, but it makes sense, doesn't it? If you just keep practicing using your brain. In 10 to 20 minute snippets, a session, three sessions a week, online, it's cool because they'll email out to the parents that you just got a great best score, so then you stay engaged with them and let them know uh, what's going on. First time in, you get a baseline test, and then it's a customized experience after that. It's really cool. Check it out. MySimplySmarter.com and if you use the promo code LOCKED, you get 20% off for life. That's really cool. Um, so they're really giving you a great deal. Uh, Laird is a, a super good dude uh, who I've gotten to know uh, doing this. And you know what, actually, Laird said to me, if you if you got problems, just go ahead and reach out to him. Uh, it's Laird, L-A-I-R-D, at N-A-C-D dot org. Laird, at L-A-I-R-D, at N-A-C-D dot org. And you're welcome to just reach out to him with the questions. If you use that promo code, it goes down to about $13 per month per user. So it's not expensive at all. And obviously the benefits are are great. I don't even need to tell you how much we're paying for our softball and our skiing and our golf and all those things. So $13 a month uh, would be great. So check it out. And and email email Laird if you have any more questions, if you don't think I did enough, good job. L-A-I-R-D at N-A-C-D dot org. All right, few notes and then Tim Kempton. Uh, today, D'Angelo Russell continues to just blow up in preseason under Luke Walton. Uh, that's worth keeping an eye on. Uh, obviously, Josh Lloyd does most of the fantasy stuff. He's the locked-on fantasy basketball guy. He has Kevin Pelton on this week, which is great if you want to check that out. The most interesting, uh, by the way, Monday, NBA TV coming your direction. Uh, the Jazz Preview, I interviewed George Hill and Joe Johnson for that on NBA TV. And then the most interesting uh, thing I have uh, out there, I thought, was this talk of expansion heating up yesterday, possibly Seattle, going to 32 teams. I do know that Adam Silver really, really wants to have more than just one championship a year available for teams. He wants to have soccer-style tournaments that are out there so that teams can have something other than a title to win. Maybe you have regional eight-team tournaments that happen during the year between certain matchups. Maybe you have uh, tournaments that take place 
that are to start the year, a Western Conference showdown, an Eastern Conference showdown, things of that nature. But that is very much in the NBA's plans is to try to get these tournaments that help teams out and allow them to uh, have other opportunities to win other than just the title, which one or two teams have a chance to do. So that's some interesting stuff. Here we go. Our first in-arena interview of the year. Here's Tim Kempton on Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Joined now by Tim Kempton, former NBA player, Suns uh, radio analyst. You saw the Jazz the other night. I know it's preseason. You, you kind of were, I don't know, bemused by me when I told you how good I thought we could be. What do you think when you saw them? No, I think that, you know, the thing about the, the Jazz is they're, they're always, they always play so well together and play so physically hard. You know, it, it's something that you knew was going to happen when Jerry Sloan was here, but they kept that that edge even through the coaching changes and now obviously with, with Quinn Snyder so and that's a credit to the players so you, you saw how good they could be even without the injuries you want to see them all on the floor together to see how they really can be but you see nice pieces obviously Boris Diaw we saw him in, in Phoenix for a number of years he just brings so much to the game that that you really don't appreciate until you see him night in and night out so I'd like to Sit, sit down with you in about two months and see how much Boris has impressed you. Well, tell, keep going on that. Give us as a what does Boris do for a team? You know, we think of him as this 36 year old guy now that the that the Spurs didn't play in their last playoff series. They only played 16 minutes a night. But but what do the Jazz really get here? Well, Boris is really really intelligent, and you know he has everything he does is so good. He shoots it when he wants to. His post game is phenomenal. Um, you know, he sets picks. He sees floors. He puts teammates in the right position. And, and you may not notice it, but when you see him night in and night out, you start picking up on those little things that, that he does so well. Explain to me, as a guy who spent a lot of years in the league, what Boris Diaw does for Rudy Gobert. Oh, well, he, he just draws so much attention, you know, with his post moves, with his quickness with his visibility and, and the way he sees the floor, he'll make the games. Rudy will just catch and finish. You know, guys will start running at Boris, you know, and, and he puts stuff on a platter for people to to finish around the rim. And as good as Rudy is, because he's always in the right spot, that's what I like about Rudy, is he's a seven-footer that likes playing around the rim. So he catches and he's able to finish. He's got great hands for a big guy, so I think Rudy will really enjoy playing with him. And I always talk about this, the most underrated thing in the league is the big guy that can dunk. We think of him as a non-athletic, you know, he has no offensive game. No, he just dunks. If everybody could do it, they all would, and most of them can't. What does Diaw teach him? What does having a 15-year veteran teach a guy like Gobert? Well, he teaches him how to play the game. You don't have to be the biggest, strongest, quickest. Use the angles. Use your positioning. Get in the right place at the right time, and everything becomes that much easier. You know, Boris, you look at him, not the most physically imposing player out there on the court, but at the end, he beats you with positioning. He beats you with his brain. Let's be honest about Boris. You go down to the local rack. There's a bunch of 23-year-old kids who are, can't play anymore because they don't have enough talent to play on those teams. They still think they're awesome. They're wearing their Jordans. They got their shorts all the way down. Right? They got the tank top of somebody's jersey. And there's always the old guy that walks in. He's got the ace bandage around his knees. He's got the tape on his glasses. He's wearing a headband. He's like 15 years older than everybody. And nobody can figure out why his team's never leaving the floor. Because his team's winners at stay. And he's always on the floor. And that's Boris. I'm not going to tell Boris that's what you compared him to. But uh, no, but you're exactly right. 
they just play the game the right way. They make the simple play instead of the spectacular play. And at the end of the game, it's like, oh, man, they're up 14 points on us. And it's because that guy controls the game. And that's what Boris does. He, whatever you want to call him, point forward, point big man, point this. He's another playmaker on the floor for you that, that brings basketball IQ. Speaking of points, the Jazz have one now in George Hill. I'm not sure they've had one in a while. How much does it change your perspective of this team to have a bona fide point guard? Well, again, just the stability, someone there. And it takes the pressure off Gordon Hayward. You know, now, now Gordon Hayward's running up the floor, using those picks, coming off even. In, instead of having to work all night long by bringing the ball up, guys keying on them. Now, when you don't have the ball, people don't notice you as much. And, and uh, again, uh, a guy like Gordon can use that against these guys with his back cutting, with his ability to move without the ball. You knew Joe Johnson when he was just a kid. You've probably still known him for a while. What do we have in Joe Johnson? Well, just, just a quality guy that'll do anything. You know, he can come out and score 20 points a night if that's what you asked him. But Joe will do those other things. You know, he you know, I think his career average is 11, but, you know, he just, he's big, strong, physical kid. You know, I think you guys have him listed as 6'7". Let's be honest, Joe, when I stand eye, next to Joe, he's eye to eye with me. So he, he's, he's a... And how tall are you? 6'10". He, he's a physical presence at his position. Are you sure you haven't gotten so old you shrunk? <laughs> no. But, uh, but he's a physical presence at any position... That, that he's at, and again, a multi-talented guy. He can handle the ball, he'll post you up, a willing passer, you know, again, in the mode of that, hey, team first, the team success is more important to me. This this conversation on Locked on Jazz has been brought to you by any ski resort <laughs> that wants to give Tim Kempton a free pass when he's out here later this year. Tim, one of the few 6'10 skiers in the world, we're trying to get Mike Doliak, Mark Eaton, Matt Bullard, and Tim Kempton to all ski together, 6'10 and over club, and see how y'all look. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm not too, my, I'm probably the worst skier out of that bunch that you just mentioned, but all four of us at 6'10 or better can actually go down the mountain and, and look like we know what we're doing. Bull's good. Bull is good. I've heard Doliak is phenomenal, and a lot of people around here know Mark Eaton as well as he skis. Well, Mark's got the most days of anyone because I don't think he's missed. Uh, he's on those Deer Valley trails every single day. Final thing for Tim Kempton here on Lockdown Jazz as our in-arena interviews, which means you get all the good music, too. Uh, break down the West for you. How do you see the West falling? Well, obviously, Golden State leads the way there. Um, I think Portland's going to make a, another charge uh, this year. Very talented backcourt, and they've added some nice pieces. I think you guys are going to be a, uh, a team that bumps up quite a bit, you know, in that 50-win range you know, 50 to 55, if you can stay healthy, which seems to be a problem here in Utah. Oklahoma City because of uh, Russell Westbrook and then the Stephen Adams, the pieces around them, I think they'll be they'll be fine. Um, hopefully, you know, the Phoenix Suns make a push this year, get better than, than what they were last year. I like Houston. Nobody else does. I don't like Houston. James Harden, are you sold on James Harden? No, I'm sold they'll be a top five offensive team. And what did that get the Phoenix Suns? A lot of wins. A lot of wins, but no, but nothing. And I just, we had we had some special players. They have James Harden, and I don't, you can't change your stripes. He's, he's a leopard or a lion or whatever. At the end of the day, he doesn't pass the ball enough for them to be a, a winner. He created the fourth most points out of passing of anyone in the league last year. Do you believe those numbers? I'm just 
stating them as facts. Are you, do you believe those numbers? I'm pushing you, Mr. Kempton. Fool's gold. <laughs> that is Tim Kempton. This is Locked on Jazz. So that is Tim Kempton. By the way, that is uh, Alan Horton has started doing that on Locked on Wolves, so I'm going to steal that, and we'll be doing the in-arena uh, interviews all the time. Uh, hey, if you want to have some fun, let's have some fun. Go tweet at Wolves Radio and uh, tell him, hey, thanks for making Locke add things to his show so that he's not being shown up by you. Because really, it's all competition. I can't let Alan have a better show than mine on the network and be kicking my butt. So just do something fun. Send a note to at Wolves Radio. Uh, wow, you're making Locke pick up his game or something like that. And uh, we'll have a little fun with it uh, along the way. So that is Tim Kempton. I'll be doing those throughout the year. Probably run them the day after or two days after. I hope you enjoyed it. Give me your feedback on that. Today's show has been brought to you by the Utah Snowmobile Show, October 21st and 22nd in South Jordan. Make sure you check that out. And by my friends at My Simply Smarter, Laird's willing to take your emails. So go ahead and just hit Laird up uh, with a nice little email. It's laird at nacd.org. That's the... NACD, as I mentioned, is the National Association for Child Development. It's an easy way to remember it. So Laird at NACD.com. Find out more about MySimplySmarter.com. Monday's the NBA TV preview for your jazz. Have a great weekend. Check out all of the shows on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'll talk to you Monday. And the jazz will be playing a home preseason game against the Clippers that day as well. Have a great weekend. This has been Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.